Hello, I'm Brandon Martini, a commercial pilot and flight instructor. And I'm Carson Vasquez, I'm a private pilot. And you're listening to the Aviation Mentors Podcast, sponsored by Stratus Financial. So buckle up, because the Aviation Mentors are taking off. Welcome back, everybody, to an awesome and amazing episode of the Aviation Mentors Podcast. Uh, Thank you for joining us today, and I believe we are past our 100th episode, Carson, and it feels really, really good to be at 101, I believe, we'll be releasing this, and if it's not 101, it's going to be like 102 or 103, so we're not sure yet, but thank you guys for for lasting this long with us, and we really love you as an audience, so we really appreciate that. Uh, Today, we're getting to talk about one of the coolest things that I I don't quite do every year, uh, but I've gone to a few times, uh, and that is the Reno Air Races. Um, the Reno air races are a, I don't know, it's five or six days of absolute fun of airplanes going around in a, in kind of an oval air track, so to speak, um, trying to beat times and racing each of their, their competitors, um, side by side next to each other. And it's really exhilarating. And, and they also include an air show involved in it. It's, it's really a fantastic thing. Um, this year, unfortunately, uh, there were two uh, fatalities in the Reno Air Races, so we're going to attribute this ep- episode to um, uh, some of our, our, our pilot colleagues, uh, Nick Macy and Chris Rushing. Um, I didn't know either one of these individuals, but uh, but I know they were aviators and they were true to, uh, to the love of air racing and being pilots, so um, I really feel bad for them and their families, um, and they tragically died in a mid-air collision uh, while attempting to land at the end of their race. Um, and it was really kind of a tragic end, uh, to, to the Reno air races and to, to their lives, unfortunately. But, uh, uh, we really appreciate all their contributions they have done to aviation, uh, in their lives. Uh, if you read their bios, uh, they were, they were true, great, uh, great aviators. So, yeah, both were, uh, both of them were from California, one from NorCal, one from SoCal. Um, and, you know, I was doing some research on it too. And, uh, although it, it's really sad that we lost two this year. Uh, since 1976, we've lost 32 pilots uh, in the Reno Air Races. So it's it's really unfortunate. Um, you know, I was talking to someone at, I think, Sun and Fun, and he said that the air show community loses a little bit less than 1% um, of their family every year. And that's super sad, you know. Think about how often this kind of thing happens. But, um, you know, we, we cherish them. We remember their, remember their life and all that they did for the community and, all the cool times we've seen all of them fly. Yeah. The, the, the reason why we lose so many pilots is not inherently because flying is dangerous, uh, by the way. Um, if you're having your, your friends or family listen to this, it's not that flying is dangerous inherently. It's that, uh, the type of flying that air show performers and air race pilots do is dangerous. It's very dangerous. Actually. Um, you're flying high speed aircraft next to each other, going anywhere from 150 to 600 miles an hour. That is inherently dangerous. You have one small move and you hit somebody's wing or hit somebody's aileron or, or hit somebody's uh, elevator. You're going to put them into a, a, a tailspin, so to speak, or, or whatever it may be. So there are, there are things that are inherently dangerous around about air show flying. I mean, you're flying aerobatics, uh, super close to the ground, things like that. So, so that is kind of the reason behind, um, why, why, like you said, we might lose uh, quite a few people. Uh, but we thank all the people that are, they're air race pilots. And we thank all the people who are air show pilots that put on these amazing and great shows, um, that are fairly safe, um, in general. I mean, there are a lot of, a lot of, uh, air show pilots out there that are, are, uh, are still performing today and they do a fantastic job. Uh, and if, and if you, if you're listening to this, have not been to an air show, by the way, I didn't go to an air show until I was like 25 or 26 years old. Uh, my first air show ever. I went to one of the Chino air shows. 
So keep in mind, it's never too late to go to your first air show um, or air race. Uh, unfortunately, uh, this year, uh, it might be our last, it was our, could be our complete last air race. I'm not for sure yet, but we'll know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, speaking of first you know, air shows, mine was, uh, I think I was eight, maybe seven or eight. It was uh, down in Miramar. So that was pretty cool. That was a cool first one. Top Gun. Uh, yeah, it's even more interesting now that yeah, I'm a pilot and I'm so deep in the aviation community. And um, thinking back then, I, I wasn't thinking about becoming a pilot. Uh, I know some people were. And the Reno Air Races you know, bring a lot of people in. And a lot of people want to become pilots after seeing that. Uh, how could you not? It's one of the coolest things. But as for you, Brandon, what what made you go there air races this year? I know you don't go every year, but what was it this year? Yeah, absolutely. So what prompted me this year, uh, I didn't have any time to go, actually. Originally, I was planning on going for five or six days completely. And then other trade shows popped up and uh, ended up going to uh, the Latino Pilots Association event, which was fantastic. We got to meet some some really cool people, which you already have kind of heard a few, from a few of, and you're going to hear from a few more. Uh but I wanted to sneak in at least one day. So I went to opening day, which was the Wednesday prior um, of the Reno air races. And I snuck in there and I was able to go for one day and I just went by myself and uh, ended up having a great time. I actually met somebody uh, playing blackjack the night before. And um, he, he was a, he was like a high roller guy there. Um, he was a pretty cool guy. I was just hitting it off with him and we were talking and, and I said, Hey, I got an extra ticket to go to the Reno air races tomorrow. Said, you want to come with me? So I made friends and he ended up coming with me to the Reno Air Races. So he ended up, we ended up hanging out all day. And uh, because he was a high roller type of guy at, uh, at the casino we were at, he actually arranged private transportation for us to get there. So we had a black car drop us off there, black car bring us home. Um, we got into the, uh, the Caesars like suite over there where they had free food and drinks. And it was pretty cool. So I offered a free ticket. And what do I get in return? I get, uh, I get box, like better than box seats. Uh, and I just did it out of the kindness of my heart and it ended up always working out well. So that's kind of my philosophy. If you, if you, if you give more than you, you have, or, or you give everything you can, you'll end up getting more in return. And, and I definitely did on that Reno air race show. So that's what prompted me to go. And that's kind of how it basically went when I got there, but it was kind of neat. Yeah. You have some good karma. Yeah. Definitely some good karma built up because that's not just to give, take it away kind of karma. That was, that was good. <laughs> and I didn't lose on the table either. Probably because I was playing with that guy. He's lucky for sure. <laughs> Um, so you know, aside from the box seats, uh, getting to mingle with the, the normal crowd, uh, what was the, the atmosphere like at that event? Uh, you know, especially people knowing that could be, if not, it is the last air race. Yeah. So uh, there was a lot of people there for a Wednesday. Uh, it should have been pretty dead, but it wasn't that dead. I mean, there were still lines to get into things and lines to see people. Um, normally, in the past, because I've been on a Wednesday before, and it is dead. There's hardly anybody there. There's no people in the crowd. Uh, but there were quite a few people there for day one. Uh, they even had some pretty cool acts that were playing, that were showing. Uh, they had a Gulfstream. I don't know the the top of the line brand new Gulfstream that was out there. I think it was a Gulfstream. I don't know. I have to I have to check my pictures, but it was a beautiful airplane, and uh, and they were having it do some crazy maneuvers. All I was thinking to myself is that jet pilot's having more fun than he's ever had in his life. He's doing like sixty degree banks at like I don't know four hundred and fifty feet or five hundred feet above the ground. It was crazy in a giant jet. Um, I mean, it was something huge. It's the stuff we've always wanted to do, but just legally can't. Yeah, or 
or the airplane. You, you don't know what to turn off in the airplane because the airplane should stop you from doing those types of things. Like it should automatically correct your role um, in that type of aircraft. And I'm like, wow, this guy is having a blast right now. And he clicked off the right, right buttons just because he was allowed to. It was pretty neat. But uh, overall, the, the atmosphere was really fun and enjoyable. Everyone was really happy to be there. Uh, there was a lot of some air show uh, like vendors that I used to work with uh, when I worked with the flight school uh, in California. Uh, and I used to go to all the air shows of the flight school. I got to see a bunch of those vendors that I haven't seen since prior to COVID. Uh, so it was neat to kind of see the, the air show family that I used to have and I used to enjoy that I don't quite get to have and enjoy as much any longer. But uh, yeah, it was really a fun and fantastic uh, place to be. That's pretty cool. Um, it's a really cool experience and it's a, it's a special one too. But I, I know you can get pretty up close to the planes and to the, the pits. Um, so that, that whole area is called the pits. And can you explain what that experience is like? Uh, you know, a lot of people haven't been able to see that or do that. Um, and we're not sure if people are going to be able to do that again. So what's it like being that up close to the airplanes and the teams? Yeah, absolutely. So first off, I actually saw a partner school uh, that was there, uh, a Stratus partner school. And that was Great Basin uh, Flight School, uh, and they're based in Reno, actually. So that was kind of neat. I got to see a Stratus Partner School there. Um, so I went, of course, I said hi. I even went and took a picture with them. They didn't know who I was. They were like, why do you want to take a picture with me? I don't know who you are. And it wasn't because the school didn't know who I was. It's because uh, the people that were in the booth were not the owner or the people that were running it. They were just regular flight instructors. And I was like, can I take a picture with you? I want to send it to the Stratus team. And they're looking at me like, who is this crazy guy? Uh, but I got behind there. I like walked behind their booth and I just stood up behind them and I put my arms around them and I had my newfound friend from, uh, from the tables the night before take our picture <laughs> and I sent it over to the Stratus staff, um, which was kind of funny. Uh, so that was enjoyable. So, but besides that, back to your question on the pits, they were not in the pits. They were on the general admission side, uh, but I went into the pits and uh, I got to see all sorts of airplanes that were air race airplanes. I got to see P-51 P- Mustangs, uh, which is kind of the highlight of of why we we go to the air races to go see the p51 mustangs also you see some of the other class type of aircraft uh, and planes that just go a lot faster than they're supposed to go uh, where they put nitrous in these engines and uh, they do really neat things and you get to see planes half taken apart and it's just like going in the pits of a of a regular race but there's airplanes everywhere uh, and I don't know if you've, you've seen the Disney movie planes, uh, but they've got like the, uh, the pits for the, for the movie planes. I'm sure everyone's seen the movie planes. And if you don't have kids, you should still go watch planes. No one's going to make fun of you. I mean, maybe there's some people that might, uh, but, but not us. We won't No. I mean, go watch, uh, go watch all the planes movies. They're all awesome. Luckily they came out right around the time my son was growing up and I had a nice excuse to go see them. Uh, and every once in a while, I'm like, hey, Austin, you're going to go watch that Planes movie with me? You want to watch Fire and Rescue? Uh-huh. You want to go? <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's very similar to uh, to like the Planes movie where they're all in the race um, paddocks. So it's pretty neat. And then they have one like giant hangar that has like 30 airplanes, and they're all roped off individually from each other, which was really neat. So I really enjoy seeing the, the airplanes up close, obviously. And uh I even got to see one of my friend's airplanes, James Webb's airplane. And he was the, uh, the main pilot that uh, ended up flying the Albatross with me last year. So that was pretty neat. Yeah, well, you know, there's, there's definitely a lot of pretty special and pretty unique rare aircraft that go to this kind of race. Uh, aside from the P-51s, what else did you see? Uh, there were a lot of T6s or, uh, or the other variation of the T6. I can't think of the name of it right now, but there were a ton of aircraft. There were also Lancers. 
there were RVs, uh, lots of different types of airplanes that they were just made to go fast. And uh, I would highly suggest going and looking up the Reno Air Races and seeing some of the videos that they have posted uh, to go see all the neat, really cool airplanes that have been out there. And plus, they had some on static display as well. Uh, I got to see uh, some military aircraft on static display and uh, walk around that entire show uh, with my newfound friend. So it was kind of cool. That's super cool. Um, You speak of the unique aircraft, and you just mentioned it a second ago. Uh, Why don't you talk about that? pretty special experience you had flying last year absolutely well by the way there was an albatross there this year um i and it was in the same color scheme as a p51 mustang that was there and the same owner owned it so i'm guessing the same owner brought them both out there and i'm just curious which one he flew out there so if that owner of the albatross and the p51 uh, is listening please let us know did you fly the albatross or did you fly the p51 because both of them are very cool but they go very different speed and brandon and i would like to fly both Correct. Yes. And I actually have the type rating to fly the Albatross. So let me go fly the Albatross with you, please. And I'll fly the P-51. Yeah, you can go have your Albatross. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm a, I'm a sucker for seaplanes. I'll stick with my seaplane as much as the P-51 looks fun. Uh, I want to go fast. But yeah, so last year, uh, as you know, we flew the Albatross to, uh, to Reno uh, with James and, and the owner of that aircraft and, and several other owners of that aircraft and their friends which is an absolutely special experience. We flew it into Tahoe, uh, landed in Lake Tahoe, and then we flew it directly into Reno, uh, which was just phenomenal. I mean, we had such a blast uh, flying that aircraft. And uh, last year we got uh, um, from the air boss or whoever's controlling the ground at the time when we flew in, they actually gave us the okay to do a, uh, a high-speed pass with a hard left break over the air show center. Um, which was really neat. So last year we got to do that and everyone said that would happen to be one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. I mean, just imagine this like 30,000 pound airplane just flying at like 150 knots, uh, like a hundred feet over the ground and then hard breaking over the show. Like it was phenomenal. So I'm sure somebody has a video of it somewhere. If anybody has a video of the Albatross from last year coming in there and doing the break, I want that video, please. Uh, you, you know, you could do some pretty crazy maneuvers and stuff like that, but it does sound like it's pretty dangerous. Um, so how do they keep everyone safe? Is there anything that you noticed that was particularly like a big safety measure and precaution? Uh, they keep, they keep the racers pretty far away from the public, uh, which is smart. Um, the oval track, uh, has you going counterclockwise over desert. Uh, so I think that there's two reasons why the air race is getting canceled. I think one, I think that civilization has been moving closer and closer and closer to Reno State Airport, probably for the past 50 or 60 years. And now that land, which they currently race over, it's called the Valley of Speed. I have a feeling that that land is worth a lot more money now. Uh, and I have a feeling they want uh, they want to get rid of that that land where, where airplanes fly over at low altitude and they want to industrialize it with homes and, and buildings. So... Uh, that's one of the ways it keeps keeps them safe because there's no one around. Uh, also, there's different safety procedures and policies they have enacted um, when when they have an engine out or different things like that. They're supposed to climb. Uh, I'm not an air racer, so I can't speak directly to all of their safety policies, but I can just tell you what I observe from a spectator position. And that's uh, they keep everyone away at a very nice distance. And from the public perspective, perception, it's a it's a very safe safe place to be at. I think. That's interesting. Uh, I didn't know that. I think it's I think it's 2011 that they had that crash that, you know, some spectators were, were injured or killed. And I think after that, especially, they moved them. 
yeah, I mean, it's moved way further away. I mean, you're not as close as you were to the action back then. And I didn't go back then, but I mean, I've seen videos of how close you were to the action then. And it was exhilarating. It was. Uh, but when, when that accident happened in 2011, it, they moved it quite a, quite a ways to, further away. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, like we said a couple times, this was the last one in Reno. So are you going to miss them? What are you going to miss about them? And uh, if they host them somewhere across the country, somewhere flat, you know, thinking like Nebraska, Kansas, uh, you still going to go to those? Uh, honestly, I want to go back to the Reno Air Races. I think for me, the Reno Air Races, but this is only me, I either need to go like perform in them, which I've talked to Rich a couple times about it. I'm like, I want to build a race plane. Let's go build one. Let's go have fun. And actually, Kevin, I know you texted Kevin me. Strange and I, yeah, this was right after we got back. Kevin was there all week too, by the way, and I didn't even see him when he was there. But Kevin texted me. He was like, hey, Brandon, you want to build a plane? He said, I have the engineers. I said, I have some funding. I said, I know how to get some, some promotional uh, sponsors for it. So between my business connections and Kevin's engineering people, I told them that him and I have to share the piloting privilege of the airplane. Uh, because that was a big one for me. I really want to fly it. Uh, and he was like, okay, let's do it. So since then we haven't talked about it, but Kevin, I know you listened to the episode. So text me after you hear this and know that I'm very serious. Uh, and I cannot wait to build that, build that airplane with you. And we're going to race it wherever it is next year. It's not going to be Reno, but it's going to be an air race somewhere. I honestly think it's, it should be in, in, uh, in Vegas. I think Vegas is the perfect place for this and they can do some really trick out stuff with, with, with the layout of the outer parts of Las Vegas over there. I think that's where they should put it next year, but it's going to be, it's the end of an era. No more Reno air races. It was the final flag this year. Uh, and I was just grateful that I got to go. It was pretty fantastic. And, and to the answer to your full question, Carson, I will go wherever it goes, but unless I'm racing in it, I'm only going to go for a day or two because watching airplanes going around in a circle is not, is not the most fun thing to, and to watch, unless you have really a dog in the fight, you got one of your friends, uh, friends racing or something. And, uh, then it's, then it's even more enjoyable, but, um, it's like NASCAR. If you really like NASCAR, you really like Reno Air Races. Uh, I like going to NASCAR and hanging out just for the day, but I couldn't go for a three-day weekend or something like that. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, I was like the F1 that we went to in, uh, I think, Long Beach. But, yeah, it's pretty cool. But not forever. Not forever. Speaking of F1, I am going to go to F1, though. F1's going to be in Vegas this year. I cannot. You're going to Vegas? I'm going to Vegas F1. Oh, that's going to be so cool. EO invited me, and I'm excited for it. Oh, lucky you. That'll be pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff happening and going to Reno and seeing the air races is just part of it. Um, everything from air shows to air races to, uh, air museums. There's so many opportunities to see airplanes and get engaged and be part of the community or become part of the community if you're not. Um, and I think that people that don't take part of it or don't take action on these chances that are, you know, not given to everybody. Um, those people are missing out. So I appreciate all you guys that are listening. I uh, hope you guys don't miss out on crazy good opportunities like this. And uh, Brandon, I appreciate you telling us about it. Yeah, no problem. It was fun to fun to talk about in the Reno Air Races. Uh, obviously, you can never go back to Reno, but whenever the next one is, go check it out. I know I've been to other air races like the uh, Red Bull Air Races, which I think they discontinued several years ago, but they've been talking about bringing them back. That's like low altitude, pylon flying. Uh, it's really a blast to go see and just check out. Uh, I would highly suggest and any of the Red Bull stuff. It's always cool to go check out. I mean, if you ever been to a Red Bull event, go, go check it out. Uh, but uh, thank you everybody for listening to us. If you'd like to reach out to either one of us, you can reach us on our emails, Brandon at AviationMentors.com or Carson at AviationMentors.com. And as a wrap up for the day, remember, we're here to guide you in your aviation journey. So fly safe and enjoy the ride. See ya.